0: Welcome to Falcons Drip, your go-to source for Falcons news and draft coverage. I'm Thon Ray, founder and voice of Falcons Drip. And welcome back, everybody. Today we are going to go over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're playing them on Sunday. And I'll say this, even those of you who are really upset about being a Falcons fan, don't like being a Falcons fan, or are mad at the Falcons, one team you definitely wouldn't rather be a fan of is the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, there's, there's really not much to look forward to. I mean, I think the furthest they've made it in the playoffs is like what, the AFC Championship game maybe with Mark Brunel, Fred Taylor, like way back.
0: Didn't they make it? They
1: went pretty far once with Blake Bortles.
0: Oh, that's true. Just one year though. <laughs> and then they th- everyone thought that, oh yeah, the Jags have turned around and then they went back to being the same old Jaguars. <laughs> so when you're looking at this team though, you know you can't look at the scene without talking about Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and one of my favorite players in the league, Josh Allen, the defensive end.
1: The good news is only one of those three is really living up to the hype right now. So, mm. Let's
0: jump into the whole Urban Meyer thing. Ooh, Jeff, what do you think about Urban Meyer as a coach? I think we stand,
1: we've stand. we talked about this before. I know we stand on the same grounds. Uh, if I owned the team, he'd be fired already. I never would have hired him, but certainly mm. would have fired him by now. There's no way that the half the team even respects him at this point. There's just no way. It's it's he's a circus right now. Yeah, I I mean he
0: brought in Tim Tebow, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, I could see maybe finding a way for that to be useful somehow. You know, he he, that did get blown up because he was making the league minimum. He was probably gonna get cut. He was just a roster body, give him why not give him a shot. But then you go out and the whole thing that happened with him and the woman in Ohio, yikes.
1: Yeah, especially like when you don't get on the team flight home and everything like it's just, you can't talk to your team and and expect accountability or something like if they mess up, Mm -hmm. they're just going to sit there and be like, and what are you doing?
0: Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, after the game against Cincinnati, Urban Meyer stayed in Ohio, um, went to a bar and there was a video of him. I would say he was, he was sitting in a seat. A young woman was dancing up on him provocatively and he was just kind of letting it happen. Erwin Meyer is a married man, and so after the game, that video got out, and it
1: kind of blew up everywhere. It might be one thing, too. Like, maybe his team would still be behind him if things weren't a mess, but their season's been a mess. I mean, they were 0-4 at that point, and now they're 2-8, and 8. so it's not like things are going right and this was a minor distraction. It was like, oh... Things are going wrong, and you're deciding you're going to go to a bar. You're not going to go home with a team. You're not going to focus on, like, maybe the week ahead is kind of the, the feeling whether or not whether or not he was going to go home and, and do anything for game planning or anything. Probably wasn't going to do any of that. But still, the, the sentiment is, like, he's kind of okay with whatever's going on when he's going out to a bar in Ohio and not being a part of the team, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is one of the games
0: where – from the get-go all the way through the season, this is a game that we need to win. This is a game we've needed to win. This is not a good Jaguars team. And it starts with the play of the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to say it's his fault because he, he doesn't have a great coaching. He doesn't really have great players around him. There are a few decent to mediocre players, especially with DJ Chart getting hurt. So I don't want to put the full blame on him and again he is a rookie in a not so great situation. There's a reason why they had the number 1 overall
1: pick, so it's normal for rookie quarterbacks to struggle a little bit and if they're going to be playing their first year in general. So none of his struggles are unexpected. It's just mm-hmm. magnified because he was so successful in college. He was deemed like a u- unanimous number 1 overall pick like after his freshman year. It wasn't like I mean he could have gone number 1 overall after his freshman year. Mm -hmm. so just the expectation level is just really high for him when really everyone should temper it down a little bit he's he's a rookie just like anybody else and if you look at it too Peyton Manning
0: I believe he like had the interception record as a rookie so you'll see with all these rookies same thing we said this last week with Mac Jones you know they'll all level out Mac Jones might be playing the best of all the rookies Trevor Lawrence I wouldn't say he's playing the worst he's probably towards the bottom end but really it's Mac Jones because of the great situation he's in and then everybody else. So, let's talk about this offense though. Is there anyone here when you're looking at them talking about their offense that you would be concerned about with our defense matching up against?
1: There's nobody I'm hugely concerned about. I think I mean this team is basically almost like a a worse version of the Patriots team we just played. They brought in some free agents but some lesser-known guys like Marvin Jones and Dan Arnold. (laughs) Those were their big signings. But these guys aren't star players. Our corners should be able to shut down Chenault and Marvin Jones. That shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. That really shouldn't be a problem. James Robinson I really like as a running back. It's not because he's the most talented guy out there. He just always seems to do positive things for the offense. He just gets it done. Yeah. He's, he's not breaking off 80-yard touchdown runs, but he always seems to get three, four yards. So he, we should be able to contain him and put Trevor Lawrence in tougher passing situations, just like we do with Mac Jones. I would think we hold this team to, like, 13 points. I mean, honestly, like, they just don't have the guys to beat our defense, and it seems like our defense was starting to get better against New England. I think Dean Pease shows enough different looks that really mess with Lawrence, and we should get a very productive day from our defense. And I would say the one person just to keep an
0: eye out for, and it's nobody who I sit there and go, "Oh my gosh, like this is a game changer." This is a guy who can you know really hurt you. But that's just Jamal Agnew, number thirty-nine. He played for the Lions, I believe, before, and you know he was a cornerback, I believe, for the Lions, and then. But he's really mostly like a punt and kick return specialist. And now he's in Jacksonville. And if you don't watch out, he can be a guy that will take advantage of, you know, off coverage, give him a a little bit of space and he'll kind of be gone. Again, he's more of like a gadget guy. So just a guy when he's on the field, just keep an eye out for him, kind of see what they do and, and what what happens when he is out there. I think he was getting a little bit more looks in the past couple games because of the injury to James Robinson. So he was getting like more, you know, wildcat-ish looks, getting more looks in the backfield, getting more looks outside, more targets. But I think with James Robinson kind of kind of coming back, we will see less of that. But like I said, just a guy to keep your eye on. You know, you mentioned leviska a, a similar kind of guy, but he's more bigger, slower, harder to bring down. They try and get the ball in his hands. Couple different ways, whether it be running the ball, quick slants, you know. He's a good player. I, I just think this offense is so stale, stagnant, and the, there's no real alpha of this offense, if that makes sense.
1: 100%. Like, that's what I mean. There's nobody, nobody we should be losing sleep over. I mean, the only mildly terrifying thing is that for some reason, Marvin Jones Jr. occasionally has a four touchdown game. He has two of them in his career, which is. <laughs> he had two up in detroit. I mean, just wild for somebody like him to have two four touchdown games.
0: For whatever reason, I mean, he can really just go off. For I don't he's a good player same thing. He's probably I would compare him very much to like a a Russell Gage, but he has the ability to just some games just absolutely take over for whatever reason that is. Yeah, luckily it doesn't
1: happen very often and it hasn't happened really too much in Jacksonville. So, we should be okay.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not too again, I'm not too worried about any of these guys. Really like when you talk about their receiving core versus our receiving core, if you take out Ridley, Pitts, Patterson, their their weapons are on the same level as ours.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. 100%. So we kind of are on similar level going into this game <laughs> <laughs> well pitts will be
0: there and hopefully patterson will be back <laughs> yeah um there has not been word on calvin ridley yet but hopefully he comes back soon and then just talking about quarterbacks like matt ryan is a much better quarterback at this point than trevor lawrence's um there's nothing else to really talk about there
1: no he, matt is way way ahead
0: and then when you look at the offensive lines,
1: neither offensive line is, is that great?
0: Yeah. You can't really like when you look at the offensive lines, like I would say, unfortunately they've been pretty comparable at this point. You know, Atlanta sometimes has really good days and sometimes they have really bad days. The last two games we've had some pretty bad days. So if Atlanta's going to come out and their offensive line is going to gel and mesh and play well, and people are going to play mistake free football, then they're much better than this offensive line. But, if they come out and they're making mental mistakes, they're getting sloppy with their technique and their form, then they're going to get beat. And especially when we talk about this Jaguars defense, I mean, the most impressive player on their team has to be, and I already said it, his name already, but has to be Josh Allen.
1: He's, he's very good, and he was a big reason that they were able to beat the Buffalo Bills. He wanted to prove who was the more dominant Josh Allen, and he <laughs> did that day. And head-to-head matchups, he's definitely the more dominant one.
0: Yeah, he was a player that I wanted to see us trade up and try and grab, especially when he fell down. I think the Jaguars got him at like seven. So he's just a physical specimen. He's somebody that you got to look out for every single play. 6'5", 265 pounds, um, freak, freak athlete you got to watch out for him. And and the thing is, it's just him on defense. So I know he's only got like five or six sacks this year, five and a half sacks. He's got five and a half sacks this year. The reality is, is all eyes are out for 41 when you're
1: playing this defense. Yeah, and I would hope we have some protections designed to minimize him because, like you said, he's he's the main concern. I would think we have to use our tight ends and our running backs to slow him down a little bit. I don't think this should be a week that we go in thinking our offensive line will be all fine and dandy because they haven't been the past two games. I think we need to play a little more conservative. I know nobody wants to hear that, but we need to keep Matt upright. This could be a game that we can win with two touchdowns maybe. So we just can't make mistakes. We should be able to hold Jacksonville to a low score. If we can just grind out some long drives with some – Scores. This could be a very winnable game,
0: and and I like what some teams do. Like when you watch teams play against, and and this is going to sound crazy, but when you watch teams play, like in college, and you know you watch, especially this year, you see them play against Oregon, and there's Thibodeau, the defensive end there, who's supposed to be the number one overall pick or at least a top five pick. Like when you watch, they basically scheme, they scheme up against him, right? They're chipping him every play. They're running away from him. They're double teaming him and going past him. That's what we have to do this game because that's what it's really like. Like, there's no one on this defense that's worth mentioning or anyone that's worth saying, hey, like, we got to watch out for this guy or this could happen. It's Josh Allen. You stop Josh Allen, you can do what you want. Uh, again, they have other good players. Miles Jack is very good. Shaquille Griffin has been up and down through his career. Tyson Campbell is their first round pick corner. I like Caleb on Chase on, but he's still young and developing and figuring it out. So it really is stop Josh Allen and you can move the ball.
1: Yeah, and teams have been very successful moving the ball against them. I mean, every team outside of Buffalo has scored at least 20 points. This should be a team we do score on. This should not be a three-point game. If this is a three-point game, there are some real issues for us on offense, and we have some real things to figure out. Because this this team is just not a top-tier team. We should do well against them. If you go and you look and you said Buffalo
0: was the only team that didn't do well against this defense. And if you look at the numbers, if you watch the game, Josh Allen was absolutely terrorizing them. Eight tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, an interception. You know, he was doing everything to this team. Quarterback pressures, quarterback hurries. We have to do what other teams are doing and what you need to do against this kind of team. And that's, you got to prioritize stopping Josh Allen, and then the rest will come.
1: I don't expect us to have like the best running game ever against them. Like you said, Miles Jack does a good job, but we should be able to do a better job than we have in the past few weeks. And I would think Kyle – there's nobody here who's going to be able to stop Kyle Pitts. This should be a great mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts week. This should be seven or eight catches on 12 or 13 targets. I mean, that should be the, the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> That should be every
0: week, though. That should be the baseline every week.
1: No, but you know what I mean? Like, they have nobody, they really have nobody who can cover him. And this isn't mm-hmm. like we're staring down, you know, Bill Belichick and he's figuring out ways to take him away, or they have Trayvon Diggs. Like, the Dallas defense is good. Like, there's there's nobody here who can credibly cover Kyle Pitts. Yeah, agreed 100%, 100%. Hopefully,
0: Patterson's back because, same thing, there's no one here that can stop Patterson either. Now, or, or I mean, and you know, this I again, there's been no word of Ridley, but Ridley can officially come back this week, I believe. But no one here can stop Ridley either. Like we've been handcuffed a little bit in the past two games um, due to injuries, due to lack of weapons, due to opposing defenses and defensive schemes. But this is a week that we should eat.
1: I would hope that. The coaches will be paying, I mean, I'm sure that they will, but they'll be paying a lot of attention to the past few games with how teams have defended the Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence in the past three games has had 118 yards passing, 162, 158. That's that's nothing. So whatever there has been done against him in the past few weeks works well. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's even when they beat the bills i mean the score the total score is 9 to 6
1: and he had 118 yards passing in that game mhm so they did basically the bare minimum to win a football game i mean there's just nothing there and you know we said they won
0: 9 to 6 so that's a defensive game and we and like we said josh allen took that game over we can't let that happen again like we cannot let josh allen take over this game because we want to win <laughs> like that's like that's it like offensively defensively schematically it's stop Josh Allen like that needs to be the number 1 priority for everything
1: like i said it, this doesn't have to be a game where we try and prove that we can score 35 points and or anything this needs to be a game where we do all the right things try not to make any mistakes if we score 20 points we should win this game so we don't need to go out there and prove to the world that we're a top-tier team. We need to prove that we can play good, solid football. And that's that's the main thing this week. Yeah, agreed 100%.
0: We had 10 days to come through and game plan for this game. And I
1: I hope we're not overlooking it, like the coaches and players, because they can't afford to. Four and six. You can't overlook any game at this point. No, I mean, this is a game,
0: if we want to make the playoffs, like this is a team that we have to beat. And following us, Tampa Bay, so, you know, they could be a little worried about that or whatever, but the reality is, is we've got to beat the Jaguars and then worry about Tampa Bay after that. We're going to have a little tough stretch towards the end of the season here. We didn't beat some of the teams we needed to. We we Losing to Philly, we clearly weren't ready for that game. The Tampa Bay game, we played them tight besides a couple of pick sixes. Like it was closer than the, what the final score looked. 25-48, to 48. it really shouldn't have been as bad as it was. Washington football team, we should have beaten them. The Panthers we should have beaten them and then the last two were just tough I mean the the last two were really our lack of weapons the lack of even the threat of Calvin Ridley because like Ridley wasn't playing his best football in the past this, this past year but that's okay because everybody knew Calvin Ridley's a top 10 of an elite receiver in the NFL. So just the threat of Calvin Ridley opens up guys like Pitts and Patterson. And now when you get rid of, when you eliminate that threat, it makes our already weak receiving core so much weaker.
1: Yeah. And we also need the game plan and play calling to be stronger than it was the past two weeks. Offensively. Offensively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, defense, I mean, Dallas was tough, but <laughs> defensively too. I'm,
0: yeah, and I would say this, like, Dallas, you you go and you look at what happened this past week when Dallas played Kansas City. They are without Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb gets hurt, and Dallas is only putting up nine points. I mean, I'm going to say this, too, and, and I want this on the record. Teams like the Cardinals, teams like the Cowboys, they're not great teams because of coaching. They're great teams because those GMs went out and did a phenomenal job of putting those teams together, like, You see the talent go down, and you've seen those teams start to struggle. Why? Because Cliff Kingsbury is not a great coach, and he's shown that in the past. I don't care what anyone says. He doesn't deserve to be coach of the year. I I would save that for Vrabel, who's done an awesome job with his stars going down. And then same thing with McCarthy for the Cowboys. Like, I just don't think their coaching is all that great. I I know everyone loves Kellen Moore, but I I really – He's showed in the past when his guys are out and all these receivers are missing, he doesn't do as well as he needs to do. So we're not playing a team. I I,
1: I don't know where I went with this, but I, I don't know where you went with it either.
0: Because <laughs> I also have to say,
1: it. like I'm I'm not the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fan, but they've weathered the loss of their stars. They have. They're nine and two. They are. And they haven't had JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, or Kyler Murray for a couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: and and I'm okay with that. I don't think that there's, I don't think he's nearly as good as what Mike Vrabel's doing because they still have, their team is still stacked.
1: I'm just saying, it's, they're, they're at at least, when you look at
0: pretty well. And, and I know like the, the Cardinal team is, in my opinion, significantly better than Tennessee's, like around the board, except the Tennessee Titans have got some studs and those studs have gone out and the the Titans still win. I mean, they lost this week, but anyways, I digress. This is a team that we need to beat. This is a team that we should beat, and we're going to have a tough schedule because we lost against some of the teams that we should have beaten, and now we need to beat some of the teams that we should lose to. Um, We're on the same level, in my opinion. We're on the same tier as the Patriots, who we didn't look like it, the Panthers, the 49ers, and New Orleans. We're above the Jaguars. We're above the lions and then we're below tampa bay and the buffalo bills so we're gonna need to go out if we lose to tampa bay and buffalo we just need to beat the rest of the teams but we very easily could we can go we can go five and two with for the rest of the stretch and make the playoffs it's very very doable but we have to get our coaching we have we have to get our offense together our defense is playing great. Our offense has to pick it up, figure it out, and we can't overlook Jacksonville and then on to Tampa Bay.
1: If if we lose any more than two games, though, this is the playoff run is is over.
0: Can't be below 500 and expect to make the playoffs. Especially like we're competing with san francisco we're competing with new orleans we're competing with carolina for one of those playoff spots those are the three in my opinion those are the biggest three like we have to beat carolina we have to beat new orleans at the end and we have to beat san francisco like you know if we if we want to make the playoffs if not like we can afford to lose those one of those games but then we got to beat either tampa bay or the bills
1: yeah that'll be tough
0: By the way, we're in Buffalo January 2nd, so it's going to be cold. And we play in a dome, and they're used to playing outside (laughs) in those conditions. So that's not a favorable matchup for us. No. So two things. What do we need to do to win this game? What stops us from winning? And then give me a score prediction.
1: We need to play within ourselves, not try and do too much, protect Matt Ryan, and just don't make mistakes, and we should be fine. So I'm thinking this game ends up 13 to 19 we win Yoba. it's not pretty but all we need is the w that's we don't need we don't need pretty we're not we're not getting pretty most likely so <laughs> you're not wrong i'm gonna
0: bring up to like obviously protecting matt keeping him right up maybe trying to establish some sort of running game which we've struggled to do recently and then stopping josh allen i mean you do those two things three things you only need to do two of the three, right? If you can keep Matt Ryan up and establish a run game or, you know, establish a run game, stop Josh Allen or keep Matt right up, stop Josh Allen, any, any of those two of those three things and you're going to win this game. I'm going to say we're going to do all three, though. I'm going to say we win this game. I don't know how they're going to score 13 points. I'm going to say we win this game 28 to 10. Wow. That would be fantastic. It absolutely would be. I mean if you look like their their total score is are 21 13 19 21 19 23 7 9 17 and I feel like and I don't know
1: but I feel like a lot of those scores are in junk time. They may very well be my whole thing is we haven't done the best job offensively. We may give them some good field position. All
0: right, that's fair.
1: They may that's get they think. may get some points.
0: This is the game we turn it around though. Atlanta wins. 24, what did I say? Atlanta wins 28-10. Mark it down. Again, this is Thon Ray. You guys can follow us at Falcons underscore drip on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to get the alert for our next episode. If you guys enjoyed today, please leave us a review. It always helps us grow. Until then, see you next time. Rise up.